is awkward. Oh, gosh. All right. right. And five, four, three, two. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't work. That was was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So (laughs) this is. All right. We're going to start that over. We're going to start that over. Viral. I'm sorry. (laughs) Six million hits in the first 24 hours. Okay. Well, I'm trying to impersonate Freddie. And, like, there's only one Freddie Benson. So it's like, you can't really do it as well as he did. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Okay. Speaking of Nickelodeon shows, favorite, like, Nickelodeon show of that era, I guess. Like, iCarly, Drake and Josh, Victorious, Big Time Rush. I'll throw them in there. Big Time Rush. People sleep on Big Time Rush. Hmm, I don't recognize those shows. That, those are when really? I was older, yeah. Wow. My Nickelodeon shows were SpongeBob, right? Okay, fair, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. Courage the Cowardly Dog. That's Cartoon Network. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah Cur- I don't watch a lot Courage of Courage is crazy. I used to be super in the cartoons, cartoons growing up. Ben 10. Teen Titans? Sleeper. Was that? Yes. Yeah. And they canceled it for yeah, the crappy yeah, Teen yeah. Titans Go. Oh, And, man. like, Teen Titans Go is all right. Avatar? Bro. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is this is the cartoons I watch. I don't watch them on TV. Dude, I loved it. I don't watch TV now though, because I yeah, feel like yeah, it's yeah. same. I don't know. I will watch The Flash and like Arrow, all those shows, just because I'm a comic book nerd. Okay. But nice. yeah, those and, like that's Marvel cool. movies, all that, and then The Good Place. That's a really random. The good one. Place. The Good Place. Yeah, yeah. That's Everybody's got their random like. Dude, <laughs> it's so fun. You ever hear people? You ever hear people like rave about Netflix show that you've never heard of, and it, it's just yes. I mean, well, that's yeah. everyone because like yeah. Netflix is just viral. Everybody's point. got that one yeah. show that they like, and then everyone has that like super common show that you can't hear the yeah, end of. Yeah, like, like The like, Office or Breaking yeah. Bad or something. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Oh my god. There's that one episode I think they did where like you interacted with the TV show. That was kind really? of interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know what okay. it was called. I just heard like you had to pick <laughs> different endings and like you determined what the character did. I thought that was really hmm. cool. Okay, interesting. That seems that sounds like so Black Mirror, like yeah, it's like pretty crazy meta. twist on a, on a yeah on a TV show. All right, either way, so scary, man. We've been rambling about TV for a minute. Um, <laughs> I should probably do an intro. Hello, guys. You did an intro, bro. Did I? Yeah. The, are we really going with the iCarly intro? Oh man, all right. Do your do your <laughs> intro. Do your intro. All right, I liked guys. it, dude. I liked it. All right. Well, this is interesting. Um, for those that don't know, I'm Jeremiah. Um, this is my good friend, the one. The only Lucky Charns, Ryan Chernoki. Um, this is the first episode of what I hope to be a very interesting, informative, and fun podcast. Of our podcast named? Yeah, our podcast. We don't have a name for no, it. No, yeah. <laughs> <We're, we're, laughs> okay. By the time you see this, there will be a name for the podcast. But right now, um, it is aptly titled the unnamed podcast no, it, no, i think not. that's the oh, <laughs> the working boy. title right oh, now no. now it's cemented forever <laughs> it will always be that podcast it's gonna be the unnamed podcast uh, stay okay. tuned but um yeah this is honestly something really interesting because i just wanted to branch out do something a little different uh, i really enjoy telling stories and sharing ideas and i have been trying to find a way to do that for a long time so you know I mean, if you don't know, I actually own a clothing line, and so that was what I did for a while. And you can check that out. Shameless plug, Revival Apparel Co. I'll probably have a link somewhere. But, um, yeah, I just enjoy good stuff too. being creative. Oh, thanks. Good stuff. Thank you got you. a story Thank behind you. everything. I like Thank it. You. I love telling stories. I mean, because honestly, you can learn so much from other people's stories. So yeah. I find a lot of value in that. Especially yeah. growing up, my dad used to tell a lot of stories, so I guess that's something I picked up. My mom, too. Yeah. She's a good yeah. storyteller. Nice. My dad tried to be all corny with the story, so I feel like I picked that up, too. And I'm super <laughs> <All> corny. corny. <laughs> but, yeah, I want to basically kind of, I mean, I feel like a podcast is just an interesting way to break stuff down because it's super low pressure. It's super casual. People can listen yeah, on their commutes. I mean, if they're just having a meal or something like that and they're just chilling. But at the same time, you can hear different perspectives, hear new outlooks, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <coughs> Ryan... Yeah. Um, What's going on? Tell everybody what you do, where <laughs> you're from, all that good information. What I do? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you do I a little bit of everything. Life. Boring life. No, you don't. Yeah, no, I play frisbee with Jeremiah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's a beast. We also play basketball. <laughs> I'm not such a beast at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, dude, you're a defensive machine. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. I'll take credit. I, I get know, a couple man. blocks. I don't know. Let's get to the good stuff. Come no, on. What do you mean me. the good I'm stuff? I'm boring. You're like... Nobody wants to hear about me, You're dude. a basketball prodigy. I wouldn't. Prodigy. A Netflix, <laughs> Netflix guru. <laughs> a 22-year-old basketball prodigy? <laughs> yes, you are a basketball <laughs> okay. prodigy. All right. 
right. But um, what's your major? What are you studying? All that good information. Studying computer engineering. Okay. Want to be in technology. Um, the dream is to work in Silicon Valley one day. Oh, so nice. Okay, I actually want to move out to California. Anybody too. needs an intern this summer, <laughs> dude? California is like, it's just it's just the environment for me. Man. Honestly, it's laid back. It's chill. Cause I'm more of an entrepreneurial kind of guy, and it just like, yeah. yes, it young, fast pace, like. The traffic is going to be terrible. Yeah, but it's going to really be care. awful. I don't really care. I've heard people are just so nice in California. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everyone's super, like, warm, open, all that good stuff. And yeah. I've been there maybe three times in the past couple of years, and I don't want to leave ever. And really? I get super disappointed coming back to Georgia. Yeah. But I love Atlanta. Yeah. I can't hate on Atlanta. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. Either Atlanta's way. fun. <laughs> Atlanta is interesting. I'll say that. <laughs> fun. The people are fun, but the city, interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't have too many experiences in Atlanta. Really? So. How, well, how long have you lived here? Uh, let's see. Since I was 12, so 10 years. 10 years? Yeah, wow. just under half my life. I was born in Orlando. Do you know that? No, I didn't. Actually. Born in Orlando, Florida. Born oh, Orlando. sheesh. You're born in Florida. Yeah. Orlando, I got to take Florida. a couple steps back. <laughs> Florida <laughs> man incoming. You actually know about the Florida man meme? That's like a thing. Yeah. They do crazy <laughs> shit. No, it's just the one man from Florida. It's, oh, it's not multiple people. Yeah, it's just uh, one Florida man. Hmm. I think we I met him actually so. when we were in Tampa. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. It's great. He wore a fur, uh, a fur coat and he had this little chihuahua. No <laughs> leash. It just knew to follow him. And then like he got out of a limo. A Hummer limo at that. And it was Florida interesting. <laughs> Actively Florida looking to Florida man. <laughs> where, where the phrase Florida man is interpreted as the name of the same individual in multiple unrelated news articles rather than a description of various actual men <laughs> who hail or live from Florida. In Florida. That's really funny, actually. Yeah. Florida man. That's me. I'm actually the Florida man. Really? Yeah, they wrote, yeah. Well, I, guys, I we have a very special <laughs> guest today. The one and only Florida I, man. I published this article. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's all a scam. <laughs> just to make me popular. No, I don't know. Dude, I am actually <laughs> exhausted right now, though, but... Let's see, what were we talking about yesterday? It was good yesterday. We were talking about oh, networking, networking, actually. Yes, yeah. yes. That was great. Okay, okay but Ooh. Well, for those that don't know, Ryan is a networking god. <laughs> and it baffles me, too, because yesterday we were literally chilling at Joe Frank, our dining hall, and this man is networking with friends... <laughs> And I'm wa- like, we literally just had a conversation about networking, and he goes off and does it, and I'm watching him in action, and he's so slick with it, <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand, because it makes no sense. Like, I struggle with public speaking, and like just making friends in general, because people are crazy sometimes. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. You can go off on that, I guess. Like, what's your well, secret, buddy? What's oh, your what's secret, my sauce? secret sauce? Yeah. What's your secret sauce? No, I was just gonna say, anybody listening. Uh, <laughs> I have 499 LinkedIn connections. Oh. And 500 is my goal. Okay. Uh, so you can be the special 500 <laughs> if you find me on LinkedIn. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> so you're networking while we're talking about networking. Of course, dude. Oh, my god. I've gosh. always, I've thought about this. Like, the, the 500th person has to be a special person. Okay. Like, I. You know what? I'll make my LinkedIn profile and be the 500th person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But what if somebody, like, unconnects from me? <laughs> and then there's another 500 person. No, that's okay. All right. Everyone who follows Ryan on LinkedIn, this is a public service announcement. I need you to go in, unfriend him, or unconnect. Oh, no. And that way he'll be at, like, 450 perpetually. We got to keep him under 500. Jeremiah told me this was going viral. He said, what, 5 million people are listening in the next week? To this podcast? To this podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure there's, like, right. one person listening right. to this podcast. <laughs> And it's probably, probably me. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right, so we have two people listening to the podcast. All right, oh, but, dude. Yeah. Um, Are you going to show me. your parents this? What? what if I curse? If you curse. I mean, <laughs> what honestly. What if I say a bad word? <laughs> I don't want to censor this, so if you want to curse, you can curse. I don't no, know if like, I'll show my parents this. Cause it's, <laughs> I mean, I feel like right now it's going to be bad. Like, obviously, the first couple episodes aren't going to be the best. But, I mean, that's with anything. Yeah, true. With shirts, my first couple, even my current couple are pretty mm-hmm. bad, I would say. Or, I'm being harsh on myself. I'd say they're, they're not as good as I want them to be. Can't get better without failing. Exactly. And so, like, this podcast episode, for the five people that are listening, <laughs> it's going to be bad. 500 million. Stick with us. <laughs> I promise it'll get better. We'll get better guests. Ryan's not going to stick around. We're, okay. We're going to get rid of Ryan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
guest of the year right here. <laughs> I actually had 25 other invitations for podcasts, <laughs> and I accepted yours, so you're, you're lucky. All right, you know what? Okay, okay. All right, since he's a famous podcast guest. <laughs> but, yeah, the podcast, as far as why, I really don't know. I kind of just woke up one day and said, I want to make content that's a little bit interesting and out of the box. And plus, I see I listen to a lot of podcasts now, and they're really interesting. I mean, it's an interesting format, mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to take after it and try my hand at it. It's a little, it's no pressure. You just yeah. put it on, and you listen. You don't have to pay attention, like an audiobook or like, you know, it's like music in a way. But you're growing and you're learning stuff from exactly. It. And, and uh, then I feel well. I feel like a lot of the podcasts I listen to, like the ones I told you about, like for example, like David So. Shout out David So, even <laughs> though he's a famous YouTuber. <laughs> And, like, Megan Batoon and, like, a ton of other, like, famous podcasts. Like, Greg Cates, shout out to Gak. But, um, <laughs> yeah, basically, they had famous, like, guests or, like, pretty notable guests mm-hmm. on their show. And those guests would tell their special, unique stories. That's cool. And, I mean, that was interesting. I loved it. But at the same time, I feel like everyone has their own story sure, that's yeah, just sure. as valuable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not trying... I told you this yesterday. Like, I'm not trying to heal the world or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, sure. But... <laughs> I just want to tell those unique stories that you wouldn't otherwise hear. A lot of people have stuff to say, man. Exactly. Everybody's an expert at something. You realize that? Yes. That's what I was thinking about. After the networking conversation is like, okay, I went to the gym and I was working out. Mm -hmm. And I uh, used to work with this guy who was a power lifter and he got me into lifting weights. Nice. And like, I had this thing where I I didn't think I was doing um, like the form properly. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. It was like an electric shock in my arm. You ever felt that? Yes, actually. Yeah, okay. It's really, really weird. It kind of freaking It throws out. you off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I, like, Googled it. Couldn't really find anything. But anyways, I, I, like, texted this guy and was like, what should I do? And he, like, helped me out. But I was like, wow, you know, networking. Like, I ha- he's an expert at powerlifting. Like, he knows so much more than the average person in powerlifting. And Actually. we're just, like, kind of friends, acquaintances. And, like, the to be able to just, like, you know, reach out to somebody for help is so cool. Or, like, mm-hmm. I have friends who are good in chemistry, you know. I don't take chemistry, but, you know. Like when for you ever class. want to start a meth lab, there you, you know, go. There. there you go. They're there, but like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that part, man. Honestly, like I f- feel like networking is just a matter of being open. Because I feel like in college, it's both really easy and terrifying at the same time, mm-hmm. especially from a freshman's perspective. Because mm-hmm. like this is my first year, kind of being an adult and adulting. If you haven't already figured mm-hmm. it out, is really really hard. Mm-hmm. Because you just have so much to juggle, and no one's over your shoulder telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure most people already know that. But I feel like the hardest part is just kind of figuring out who you are as a person. Yeah, no, I think that, that's a really interesting um, subject, because a lot of changes happen in college. Oh, for sure. When you get to college personally and, and else uh, otherwise. But it's really... Okay, one of the biggest things I noticed was, like, just certain things that you kind of take advantage of. Mm-hmm. or your your parents do and your and your home life is is like just normal to you and you get to college and you realize like not everybody has that same kind of environment for sure whether it be like some people you know I don't know a good relationship with your parents like and then you get to college and some people just don't like their parents or don't like to go home for Christmas I was terrified because one of my roommates is it's interesting you bring that up and I'm sorry I'm kind of this is gossip corner right it's here. all good but like he was going off on his mom yeah on the phone. And it just it. caught me off guard because, like, if I if my mom calls me, like, and she, mm-hmm. like, calls me in the house and she's like, Jeremiah, if I say yes without saying yes, mom, or something like mm-hmm. that, like, something little, yeah. I'm getting a backhand. Like, yeah. it's, it's pretty different. And, yeah. like, just from a cultural perspective, being around those kind of cultures is both good, but it also forces you to, like, take a step back from yourself. For sure, yeah. yeah. Like, my dad used to, uh, every night before bed, he'd say, you can be whatever you want to be. Something along those lines. Um, but, uh, and I was just think, reflecting on that, you know, kind mm-hmm. of as a kid. And it's just so normal, and it's like, um, almost feels like it's just, just like another pattern. It's like, it's almost meaningless after a certain while. Yeah. But it's not, in a way, because you get to college and you realize, like, not everybody has that same experience and shared experiences, and they come from parents who aren't as supportive, and, and uh, that, that really does make an impact, oh, even sure. though you don't think it does actively. And there's so many of these things you can, like, reflect on. Like, some people don't like their grandparents. Yeah, like... My grandma's amazing, you know? I love my grandma. <laughs> shout even out to grandma. She can't, yeah, shout out to grandmas <laughs> everywhere, bro. Even though for y'all sure. can't use phones for anything. 
We still love no, y'all. My grandma's gonna listen to this. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna set her up. <laughs> I'm permanent tech support for any grandma for sure. out there that for needs sure. help for opening. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But along that point too, that's interesting because like growing up, I feel like with my parents both being immigrants. Well, my mom was born in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, my grandparents straight from Nigeria. She went to high school in Nigeria. My dad was born in Nigeria, Very so cool. it's like. I'm basically Nigerian, but yeah. American by, like, birthplace, I guess. It was just interesting because the American dream was kind of at the back of their, or the forefront of their minds the whole time. Like, my dad, I guess, would be an example of the American dream. He grew up in a village in Africa, um, early 20s, I think, moved here. And then now he's a software engineer that makes six figures, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Close to six figures. But That's awesome, man. Yeah, like, I mean, I look up to him, even though I butt heads with him a lot. Mm-hmm. But along that point, he just kind of wanted the same story for me, where he's like, oh, okay, just go to school, get good grades, you can be whatever you want, make sure it's a doctor, though. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, there's this running joke, like, yeah. for, like, African kids, it's like, you're either going to be a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer, or a disgrace to the family. Like, oh, there's oh, no oh. other option. <laughs> I thought that was, dang, okay. <laughs> it's hilarious. No, like, I mean, I love my parents. Yeah. After, I mean, it's taken me a while to get to the point where I see, like, all the things they were doing behind mm-hmm. the scenes. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely appreciate them. But, yeah, like, for me, I guess growing up and seeing how far they've gone, like, my mindset is a little bit further. Like, I want to be an entrepreneur and be able to support myself doing something that I create. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of always been, like, my, I guess, spin on the American dream. But they don't really see it that way. And so I feel mm-hmm. like... But at the same time, even if they don't see it, they'll still support me. Like, my mom, my dad, they'll always check in and they'll ask me how the business is going. Even if they still, at the back of their minds, want me to quit everything and be a doctor. But Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, just having that support, that system behind you, I'd say is... Does that put pressure on you? Definitely. Because if I wake up and I'm 40 and this t-shirt thing or this budding podcast still isn't mm-hmm. off the ground I mean mm-hmm. it does kind of hit on you because when I was yeah. a kid I used to do this and it was just fun but it was more or less to do something different mm-hmm. and more and more as I grew up it became a job and it kind of hits you like entrepreneurship is definitely not easy mm-hmm. like for anyone that's considering doing anything remotely entrepreneurial be prepared for a lot of work a lot of late nights mm-hmm. a lot of crunching numbers you're going to question it and want to throw it out <coughs> at least a million times. But, yeah, the pressure is definitely there. Mostly for myself, I feel like, though. Entrepreneurs are interesting people. They're very interesting people. Yeah. I did uh, the idea, UGA Idea Accelerator, mm-hmm. which is just uh, a program where you, you have an idea for a company and you learn how to build an early-stage company. And I was in a weird place. When I joined, I wasn't satisfied at my job, and <clears throat> I just needed to feel like I was... So I took this semester off to, to work at a co-op, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't happy where I was at. And so I wanted to uh, do something more and push myself. So I mm-hmm. joined the Accelerator, um, which was a lot more work than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, but I had the, this mindset of, like, you know, I'm an engineer. Like, I don't have any business knowledge. These are all business majors. They're probably, like... <laughs> way smarter than me and everything and and like I was really determined to push myself um, because this is what I find interesting mm-hmm. um, but it was really interesting to, to learn about kind of how anybody can do it and kind of the archetype of, of entrepreneurs are they're, they're interesting people they're very determined very uh, great at networking um, <laughs> and I shared a lot more commonalities with these people than I expected oh, to for sure. I feel like entrepreneurship, <coughs> entre- entrepreneurship I can't talk but I feel like it's more of a mindset than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, most of them don't even go to school. It's just they have an idea, and yeah. they're, like, dead set on seeing mm-hmm. that idea through. Yeah. Like, for example, the podcast. Like, I'm sure, again, for the five, probably four now. I think someone's <laughs> probably tapped out. <laughs> oh, but for the four people remaining that Come are still back. listening, um, hashtag love for the four grandmas. But yes, for those grandmas that are still listening, like, <laughs> I feel like it just it gets super easy to find a reason to poke a hole in your idea it gets easy to mm. kind of put yourself down like for example with the clothing line I was in middle school when I started it and you don't see that many middle school at least not then you didn't see that many middle schoolers starting clothing lines I mean it was kind of like coming up at the time now everyone owns a clothing line but did you like that did you like being different I loved it because <clears throat> at the time it was like oh this is my thing like mm. this is great yeah and as I grew up it kind of became more about 
hey, I'm in, I'm like one person in a sea of people doing yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah. What makes me like actually unique? And yeah. I feel like that was a challenge that was yeah. definitely like difficult. Like it was rough to like kind of break yourself down and like rebuild yourself and figure out like what made you tick. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was necessary because if I didn't, if I wasn't comfortable and sound in who I was, I feel like I wouldn't be doing any of this. Mm-hmm. And to wake up and not have something that keeps you going, I feel like it's the worst thing possible. You say that a lot, yeah, that's interesting. I do, yeah. Like, because going back to the whole doctor thing with the parents, like, the main reason, and I kept telling them this over and over again, like, the main reason I didn't, like, drop everything and just, like, study to be a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer, which I feel like I can do all of those things pretty capably, but the main reason is I didn't want to wake up in my mid-40s or something and feel like I wasted the past 20 years mm-hmm. not doing something that actually made a difference or doing something <laughs> that I enjoyed. Because I'll be miserable, you know? Yeah. But. That's scary to me, man. Yeah, that's scary. I went through a similar experience with with my co-op. So it was an awkward situation where I wanted experience in college, and so I I had none. And uh, back in December, I went to a job fair and Mm -hmm. got a job offer at a factory doing kind of uh, industrial engineering stuff. Mm -hmm. And they made um, motors, and I would be on the engineering team. And it was pretty cool, and I needed the experience. And then over the summer, I worked a software development job, fell in love, and realized I wanted to do software. Nice. But I had already signed up um, this contract, uh, you know, this commitment to work in a factory. And uh, it ended up just not being what I wanted to be career-wise, and I didn't feel like I was growing and learning and improving things. Um, and it just kind of was, st- was stagnating. I was doing things that anybody could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the, the workplace was just kind of uh, generally older people, and I wanted, like, a younger vibe, and it was kind of hard for me to fit in, and that was really hard. I'm a, a social person. Like, yeah, I like to get oh, out there sure. and meet people. Networking guy. For sure. And, <laughs> and that, so that was hard just to kind of, like, be in your corner. And mm-hmm. uh, But I, I went through the same, like, it was so scary. I mean, yeah. I, I can't imagine myself being anywhere close to that, like, That's in the rest of my me. life. Like, I used to have a bank teller job, and it was awesome yeah. because you could get into a bank and you like worked there and it was super cool and different and I was like oh hey mm-hmm. y'all are seniors in high school well guess mm-hmm. what I'm a bank teller beat that and it was yeah. like a little bit of bragging rights yeah. but at the end of the day I was just sitting there waiting for someone yeah. with a lot more money and yeah. more influence than yeah. me to be like hey can I take $100 out of my account I press the same four keys yeah. and then I did that for four hours uh, four okay. days or four hours a day four or five days a week and it just kept going and going mm-hmm. and going and then I had school and then I was still trying to get the business off the ground but I hadn't given it the time mm-hmm. it needed and so like my parents anybody close to me at the time can attest to like the fact that I couldn't get any sleep mm-hmm. I had panic attacks like Dang. crazy like constantly really? like, there was one time I just like talked to my mom and she's like how's the job going I don't know what happened I just broke mm-hmm. and then like I was fine on the outside, but then, like, tears started flowing down my face, and I was just like, I'm doing great. And it was the weird... It looked like something out of a horror movie. Dang. Like, I was not okay. Dang. But... Did you I'm, quit? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, after, I think, four or five months. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a long time. The point... I mean, the job paid well, too. Yeah. And yeah, it sucked here. afterwards, because not having money yeah. is really <laughs> annoying. Yeah. But I feel like <clears throat> the joy from doing what you love definitely overcompensates and like mm-hmm. I mean I'm still here I have mm-hmm. enough to go buy the occasional jittery jazz <laughs> yeah or yeah. Wendy's four for four shout out Wendy's sponsor <laughs> the podcast but yeah like I definitely feel like finding your purpose yeah finding what you what what makes you get out of bed in the morning is something that everyone should really commit to because once you do I don't know how you can't like chase it mm-hmm. at a certain point and like if you chase it hard enough you're gonna get it I just couldn't reconcile with these older people, you know, 50-something year, year old people who have been working at this place for, you know, 30-some-odd years doing the same job, paperwork or what, whatnot. Exactly. And, and I just, I just, that was so scary to me. That was like a, like a nightmare to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I could not for a long time, like, fathom why they would put themselves in that situation. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, you know, I... I I guess it's bec- you know it's because they have other things that they c- value in life and yeah, yeah. I definitely you know value my career and like I'm very determined career wise um, and that motivates a lot of my decisions but it's just it's so it's so scary to yeah. to think that I would ever be in a job where 
you know, I don't feel like I'm in control or I'm not like improving or helping people, you know, and just, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of things that. I feel like that's the main point. You got to keep improving. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I do feel like though, on that point, if you're like 35 and you got kids and you're like, Hey, I want to quit and like join Cirque du Soleil. Like you got to be realistic yeah. a little bit, but, um, at, by the same token, chasing, like chasing your dreams doesn't require you to just drop everything cold turkey. It just starts with like getting over the initial hump of getting started like for example going back to this podcast again for the probably three people now that are still listening the number is going to keep falling (laughs) for the three grandmas still listening (laughs) like this isn't something that's going to be really great and i would hope just with each incremental podcast it's going to get better but like i woke up i was like hey the t-shirts are going great not really but the (laughs) t-shirts are going great um, school's going all right. So I feel stagnant, you know? I feel like I'm complacent. I'm not creatively expressing myself to the limit that I feel like I could. What's something that would be interesting that I don't know that much about? And, like, podcasting came to mind because, like, I wanted to get into videography. That's a little bit down the road because yeah. videography is very complicated. But podcasting, not to say that podcasting isn't mm-hmm. complicated in and of itself, but um, it's something that I can do fairly easily because we have the booth. Shout out UGA, Digital mm-hmm. Learning Lab, um, Clutch. But um, it's something that doesn't require like any sort of like special skills. We just came in and we're just chopping it up. But I think this is an interesting yeah. idea, though, of like kind of self-improvement. Because yeah. this is something that I've thought about kind of analyzing my peers and contemporaries, I guess. Mm-hmm. Peers? Contemporaries. I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> but I like, don't think there are any other um, networking gods just quite <laughs> like you, so no contemporaries yet, but peers, sure. Peers, okay. Yeah. But just like watching people kind of mature and grow up through like middle school, high school, and now college is, there just seems to be a point where if you look at somebody's life, they're constantly growing at rapid rates, and mm-hmm. then it just, at some point that slows down, and then you just stagnate for the rest exactly. of your life. Yeah. And uh, it seems inevitable, but it also seems so scary to me. I don't, you know. Well, I feel like complacency is just inevitable for most people, but at the same time, I think it's because they don't try anything new. I feel like you constantly have mm-hmm. to be, like, venturing out into something that you know nothing about, and that's why I always do stuff that's really out of the box and weird and quirky. And, like, my friend yeah. Matthew, shout out Matthew, <laughs> you the real one, Matthias. But, <laughs> um, yeah, like, He'll always kind of get on to me about doing stupid things and making stupid decisions and wasting a lot of money, which I do. I'm not going to lie. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just a sort of a mindset of, hey, I think this thing will elevate me. I mean, either I succeed at it and we know I can like venture down a different path or I fail at it, learn from that failure, pick myself up and let's try again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of why I named the like clothing line Revival too. Oh, yeah. No Shout way. Out. Revival apparel. But yeah, like, Are the you whole, serious? That's yeah, the so whole cool. point was like, hey, pick yourself up, try again. Because, like, Revival, Revival is Damn. definitely not the first shot I had at doing a clothing line. Hmm. For those of you that remember A to A apparel back in, like, sixth, fifth grade? No, sixth grade. No way. Yeah, it was. That's cool, yeah, dude. It was a lot of different iterations. It would fail. I'll be like, okay, this method of making t shirts is not as cost effective as this method. Hmm. I mean, obviously, for a little kid, it was like, hey, this one's cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I would try it. It would fail again. I was like, these t-shirts aren't that good looking because the design's bad. Or like, no one wants a bright neon yellow t-shirt. So we would go back to the drawing board. <laughs> Eventually, with the help of a couple of friends and with the help of like different connections, the brand slowly evolved. And then I think senior year is when it really just popped off. Hmm. I mean, I say popped off kind of lightly. I mean, well, we did pretty well. Hmm. We got invited to the Atlanta Streetwear Market, which was honestly a highlight of last year. That's cool. So that was really fun. Met a lot of cool people different states and stuff too so that was really interesting but dang that um, makes that makes your company so much more meaningful like revival now like it's somewhat has so much more depth you know oh yeah revival's a part of me at this point like i've had so many people ask me like dude why are you still doing this and like i've tried quitting i i want to really (laughs) but not really i can't i've heard other entrepreneurs say that i love shark tank and i was just like but yeah you just hear that kind of commonality of people it's like becomes a part of them and like an obsession almost. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like there are a couple of people out there too that are like counting on me to kind of make it. Like, I've had people like hug me at graduation. Like, I I didn't tell this story, but like, I've had one this one girl. I mean, me and her were fairly good friends, but we mm-hmm. hadn't talked for like years. And then she saw me at our high school graduation. She walks up to me and she says, "Are you still doing that clothing line?" No way. And I said, "Yeah." She's like, "Are you planning on quitting?" I said, "No." She's like, "All right, good. Just, oh, just don't man. quit." And that's that kind of awesome, honestly, that was a really low point, that's awesome, and that kept dude. me going, man. 
That's like awesome. little things like that. And yeah. then, like my parents are counting on me, my siblings. Like I send different mock-ups to my sister. I hate to do this, but shout out to my little sister. <laughs> but um, I send her, like, I'm giving so many shout outs. Shout out to everybody, say. bro. Shout out to everybody. They cost a dollar every time. Yeah, man. Of course, of course. But <laughs> um, I send different concepts to like my little sister and my brother. And they'll always, like, even if the designs are trash, they'll just <laughs> tell me to keep going. That's awesome. Man. And little things like that. I know it doesn't mean much. I think that's kind of where, like, a company transcends into um, meaning. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's, like, another, like, layer to, to just your work and your, your life is, mm-hmm. is like, if you look at Facebook and all the people that work at companies, they all have a mission and they all have, like, a, yeah. like a, um, w- there's something called corporate social responsibility, which I listened to a podcast about mm-hmm. economics. And it's this kind of idea that <clears throat> companies start to, publish reports about how they give back to the community <clears throat> and it's like a way to kind of recruit just have a mission and have a value and, and it, it, it's like you know I guess optimists would see it and say like it's how you know these big corporations are giving back and, mm-hmm. and helping the community pessimists would say like oh it's just a cover-up for like you corporate know, greed corporate greed yeah, yeah. like you know you can just like enslave these employees mm-hmm. and tell them that you know you're we're doing good for the world and and when in reality you're not doing anything and <clears throat> i feel like from a business perspective every business wants to make money every business wants to like mm-hmm. spread as far as it can but you can't i don't think you can succeed without a viable purpose mm-hmm. like regardless of how small it is yeah. there's an inkling of purpose in everything like that's i'm trying to go through this whole rebrand with revival right now too and that's kind of been the huge like direction I'm trying to take it in because before it was just like I think the tagline was do good do more do you and that was like we just drilled that into everything and the whole concept was like do good like you know be a good person do more you know Mm -hmm. elevate yourself and then do you just be yourself but I feel like more and more that like although those are good things to live by I guess like just the whole notion of just hustling and kind of like working without a means of why Mm -hmm. is ultimately like detrimental like you have to be able to answer the question of why are you doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and so now it's kind of like I'm trying to spin it a little bit it's like a little bit of a pivot in brand mission and like objective but right now the whole I guess idea is try and find your purpose just find what makes you like get up and want to do something and then be the best that you can be at that thing I feel like once you do that you can't really get much happier you know mm-hmm. it's like money comes and goes that's why I don't I don't really worry about like whether I'm broke or not because I know one week I'll be broke the next week I'll have money I mean and it's just back and forth so like money's fickle Mm -hmm. but having that sense of purpose and Mm -hmm. having that sense of like hey I'm doing what I was made to do Mm -hmm. that is irreplaceable and so I feel like that's more of an objective that I want to like (coughs) spread or more of a message I want to get out there because everyone can hustle not everyone can live purposefully there's this uh, argument around the time of the industrial revolution when you know, workers were just, uh, had no rights and mm-hmm. just worked long hours and, <laughs> you know, s- terrible conditions. But, and I think it was an argument against religion just saying that it was this thing perpetrated by the companies to keep people happy and have them feel like they have a purpose. And it's it's kind of really depressing to think that <laughs> a religion can just be manipulated like that to trick people. But See, I hate that because, like, I feel like my fate is a like a huge part of my purpose mm-hmm. you know yeah like I'm not trying to shove a bible down your throat and like I'm all for hearing other perspectives and I enjoy those conversations a lot probably gonna have a couple on this podcast but um I feel like without my faith I wouldn't have very much like direction mm-hmm. if that makes sense and I mean to each their own but like spinning like the manipulation of faith today I feel like is terrible it's an interesting question it is it's, it's especially interesting, like, from my perspective, coming from Florida to Georgia, <laughs> Florida. the whole, uh, <laughs> Florida, the so whole um, Florida. outlook on religion was, is very different. Like, mm-hmm. my whole family noticed, um, people kind of talk about church a lot more often in Georgia oh, and in the yeah. South. So we moved from, uh, Orlando, which is like the suburbs, so like mm-hmm. more suburban area to a small town in, in Georgia, rural Georgia. Mm. And, yeah, you're uh, going to hear a lot about church out there. <laughs> yeah, it was just interesting. You just kind of, like, don't notice it, don't talk about it. You know, we went once a week um, to our church in Florida, but it it was just kind of a once-a-weekly thing, and it's 
a different um, outlook that people have. It's more uh, their social groups and their um, kind of meaning and purpose in Georgia, and they talk about it and they bring it up, you know, in conversation. And it's uh, interesting to kind of examine from that perspective. I notice that a lot here at UGA. Oh yeah. Um, and it's uh, yeah, some people just just uh, are more involved than others. Some people are starkly against it. <laughs> yeah, I'll never get the people that, I mean, from both sides, that just adamantly hate, yeah, I don't. like, the, quote, opposition. Like, I don't feel like there's an opposition to any of those viewpoints. It's just people have to sit down and have conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest problem with, like, society today is people don't like talking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, hey, I'm going to subtweet this person. Or, like, hey, I'm just going to be mad and, like, surround myself with people that think like-mindedly and so something I've been thinking about is like this narrative idea where you kind of um, build a narrative and convince yourself use confirmation bias to find evidence that supports yeah. that narrative yeah. um, but that narrative is often false and that's kind of it plays into this subject in that you know if you see the church as some big bad scary thing or oppressive or even worse for some people, you know, I have friends that are very against the church. Mm-hmm. You're building this narrative um, and believing it and kind of feeding yourself uh, mm-hmm. positive clues that, you know, it's doing these things. And, and the reality is never yeah. as bad or as good as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a quote I heard somewhere, but it's really interesting. It's kind of like, you know, at the same time, some things are not, you know, you build this narrative. Like, it's, it's interesting if you look at people talk about other people. Um, you kind of make a, a judgment about that person saying they're excellent at this or they're so charismatic or mm-hmm. or something and then you just um, label that person and in the reality they're, they're, they're more complex than that. I've, I've toyed with this my whole life when hearing people talk about other people as in um, he's an asshole or you know my ex is an asshole which doesn't make sense because then that Yo we that gotta guy, shut this down. <laughs> this is a PG rated podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> but like stay with me here. This guy you know and then this guy but everybody finds somebody they love, so how can how can there be so many people you know out there that are just assholes? Well, it's because they're not. It's just you had a bad experience, and then mm-hmm. you're kind of building all these um, negative uh, things about them, and kind of supporting your your idea and your narrative that with all these things, um, when in reality, you know, people do assholeish things or or bad things. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, everyone um, sucks. Yeah, and every, people <laughs> do good things, and and the reality lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So I just. I hate when people label um, other people, generalize. I mean, that's part of why, like, I love college, especially particularly UGA, at least for me, because from a cultural perspective, it's very outside of my comfort zone. I mean, I grew up in an African household, mm-hmm. and I'm at a college of, like, 70% Caucasian. Is it? <laughs> yeah, so it's very different. Yeah. And sometimes, man, I hate to say it, but white people be crazy, but... <laughs> I mean, at the same time, I still have, like, a ton of new friends from backgrounds I would have never otherwise met. Yeah. And I feel like that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like, putting yourself in situations and putting yourself out there in ways that you other like that you wouldn't initially want to be in, I guess. Being uncomfortable is what fosters growth. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't develop as a person without ever experiencing some sort of challenge or some sort of, like, pushback. I feel like sure, every yeah. time I've grown, it's been because of that. Like, for example, with, again, the clothing line, like, it was all those times I felt like people looked at me in my face. Like, again, I was a middle schooler, so, I mean, it might have been warranted. But they looked at me. I said I wanted to start a business. They laughed at me. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in third grade, I was super into, like, drawing and art. And I decided, hey, I'm going to make a business selling drawings for, like, <laughs> a nickel. Or, no, it was a quarter. Oh, cool. A quarter, yeah. A quarter per, like... 11 by eight and a half drawing. And then I was super serious. Like the business title was Jerry's Drawing Daredevils. No way. Yeah. And my dad helped me make a website for cool. it. It was great. And then like I made a little price list and I came and like tried to show one of my friends and they laughed at me. Mm. And I was just like, oh, okay, crap. And it was like dealing with that. I mean, that's a small instance. And like, you know, my ego got hurt a little bit. Mm. That's it's pretty minor. But like having that same sort of experience or that type of experience over the course of, like, several, several years. And, like, even to this day, like, it's kind of an inside joke with some of my friends. Like, I'll mention the business, and they'll kind of, like, roll their eyes. They'll be like, oh, Jerry <laughs> with the T-shirts again. And I get it. It's kind of annoying. After a couple of years, um, trust me, I feel it too. But you can't 
possibly get anywhere by constantly being where you're comfortable or where you're accepted. You have to kind of take, like, the criticism, the side eyes, all of the, like, doubt, all of the haters, so quote-unquote, if you're going to do anything remotely meaningful. It's building character, man. Like, yeah, man. It's the, the, this is the reason why you can't quit is because just like an old car that you love, which has stains all over and, like, <laughs> weird dents and makes some, some, <laughs> some weird noise. Oh, and, boy. like, it, it's, you, you like this thing not because it's perfect, because it's, 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 it's you and it's, you just know it so well mm-hmm. and you fall in love with its imperfections. Yeah. And you just kind of write this story about this thing and, like, I could see that with your business. It's, like, Dude. both the positives and negatives. And it's really interesting hearing, um, you know, you talk about t- how people respond and, you know, how the impact that has on you. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it's adding character. You're adding stains to this, you know, this yeah. old Hummer. <laughs> I'm trying to put that, some dents in my Hummer, guys. Yeah, and, and it's just, like, it, it's, I, it makes it more meaningful for me. Like, it, oh, yeah. it really mean, make, makes revival more meaningful. This is all advertising, right? Like, oh, yeah, like for clothes sure. Are clothes. This is a sponsored podcast, and this is 100% <laughs> just to sell more clothes. So, like, if y'all can hit up Revival... No, I'm just playing. But... Well, but, like, yeah. all, all advertising is is, like, you know, shirts are, shirts are nothing special, but mm-hmm. they, like, build this narrative and this story about, like, mm-hmm. Abercrombie & Fitch or, like, you know, mm-hmm. other brands because they want you to, you know, feel different. And mm-hmm. So I, I, just, I just feel like, you know, the more you get this... You're good at developing this story around... Um, I mean, that's what I've tried to do for a long time, and I haven't always been a great storyteller. I've just heard a lot of stories. No, I disagree, dude. Dude, you stick think, around something long <laughs> enough, you'll pick it up. So. I think I think you're you're a great storyteller. You, thanks, thanks. You're 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 very uh, um, off the cuff, kind of witty. <laughs> in some I try. some of your uh, like, and I could, it's like reflection of your creativity, just kind mm-hmm. of exposing itself sometimes. I mean, I feel like revival, just as it is, like in terms of telling the story, like. Other brands, they sell the clothes, like the clothes look good. Or for example, the clothes feel really soft or something like that. Or the designs are like worn by Travis Scott or Cardi B or whoever. Oh, no Cardi B is wearing Revival? Oh yeah, Cardi B's all the time. <laughs> we got a sponsorship with her, but it's under wraps. It's 240. Uh, nah, all right. Low key, if any Ultimate Frisbee people are missing this, or seeing this, like if you're <laughs> one of the two remaining grandmas, then like, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna be late to practice. But this is amazing. Dude. This is so cool. Shout out to my this grandma. Is, shout out to all the grandmas, man. My grandma out in Chicago, miss you. We're seeing you soon. But um, back to like revival with the whole storytelling idea, like with other brands kind of building hype, I guess, or like bringing the value within the clothing itself. I, I've never really been one to try and do that. Or I, I think I've tried, but I failed because it wasn't authentic because mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm trying to be one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to refine my skills in that aspect so my clothes can be better. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just practical. But, like, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not, like, a clothing enthusiast. Like, I wouldn't call myself a fashion expert. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I just want to tell that story or tell a story, mm-hmm. tell a collective story. And then I want the clothing to almost be merch for that. Like, the clothing itself doesn't carry any value. It's a story behind the clothing. It's an ideology. Yeah. Exactly. It's a story, man. Sometimes it's hard to push that when, like, you're some kid out in the middle of suburban Georgia with no real, like, celebrity connections, and people don't really care to listen to your story, but at the same time, you gotta have a story for them to listen to, so it's just kind of putting in the preparation. Dude, this is, uh, imposter syndrome, or, is that what it's called? Let me see, look at the name of it. Have you heard of this? I have not. Yeah, so it's this idea of, like, you don't, exactly what you said, you're just a kid, like, you don't belong in the situation you belong in. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been one to think that man like, for sure same same yeah. here and you just ever ever like look look at your surroundings and be like like this is not me like I you know yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not this person kind of in a way like an out-of-body experience mm-hmm. and I've heard it's really uh, common in Silicon Valley oh for sure it's exactly where I want to be but like I don't know in a, in a way like when I was building my business um, and we had this idea for oh you, you're not gonna drop that come on shameless plug shameless plug <laughs> No, I mean, it's, it's kind of irrelevant, and it's dead now. Um, it was for the experience, but mm-hmm. but you just, like, it was hard for me to uh, vocalize to other people what I was doing mm-hmm. because, you know, part of it was, like, I don't want to say I'm building a business. I'm not. This is an experience for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, I always hate saying, like, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. Although yeah. My, my Instagram does currently have, I'm, I'm being <laughs> so fake right now. My Instagram has the entrepreneur, like, business profile. That's just because, like, I don't know. I was feeling it one day. Mm-hmm. I changed my profile 
So you are, I, dude. I can't speak. You're living. I it, changed man. my profile picture, so I was just feeling hot, and we were like, "All right, we're going for it." And, yeah. You know that happened, but, um, you know, like I never like to brag. It's not like something I'm proud of in the sense that like I want people to know about me because I I don't mm. could care less or I couldn't care less if you knew that I was an entrepreneur or not. But at the same time, it's definitely something that you have to like remind yourself of a couple mm-hmm. of times like you have to fake it till you make it and yeah so, it's such a weird feeling it is because like Cause i was in a way i was building a business but in a way i wasn't and mm-hmm. i just i feel like this is going to hit me really hard you know like the, the kind of older you get and like mm-hmm. kind of more perspective you have i did uh i had this really bad in middle school when i went to this national competition for this um i made a documentary and oh cool uh yeah advanced uh was lucky enough to advance to the national level and hey just i had this like moment i've never told this to anybody but i've had this moment just <laughs> hey, like exclusive content <laughs> me in a suit in the bathroom like getting ready for my presentation just like what am i doing here just like like what is what is going on kind of thing it's like i don't mm-hmm. know you just this this is not it's funny you say that because like <laughs> matthew if you're listening he could probably attest to this like we were making or the first time we got invited to the atlanta Stewart market event it was this event it was like a day party and so, basically, it was, there were a couple, like, underground musicians in the Atlanta area. I wouldn't say underground, but they were, like, coming up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we were at this venue called The Bakery. I don't know if anybody's been there. But they were doing shows there, and it was literally, like, two t-shirt brands, and both of us, us and this other brand, um, and we were just selling, like, t-shirts if anybody wanted to come out and buy it. Like, we were off to the side of the actual event, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Hmm. I didn't know that, but putting in the prep work, like, I was pressing, like, at least 20, 25 shirts, making sure that we had everything in stock, making sure that we had, like, a square ready to go, making sure we had, like, $100 in, like, singles or whatever. Like, Matthew, mm-hmm. you were the goat in helping me prepare for that. But either way, the both of us are, like, running around with, our, like, chickens with our heads cut off, <laughs> trying to make sure this event goes perfectly. And at the end of the day, we were just pushed off to the side. But, like, the night before, I just remember, like, looking at Matthew as I finished pressing. Like, it was, I think... 12 30 at this point and we were still in athens but we had to drive back home which was like an hour before we would like sleep for maybe like five hours wake up at six and then go to the event and so i was looking at him and i was like why are we doing this like we're college students and most of our peers are downtown right now getting wasted <laughs> which i mean or this was last year or no like, this was like earlier this semester no way. like earlier last semester that's yeah. cool and i was just like all of our friends are out partying living their life enjoying their college years and i'm sitting here pressing t-shirts and we're about to go to Atlanta tomorrow for an event where we're probably not going to make any sales why are we doing this and he didn't have an answer and I didn't have an answer either we just kind of look at each other and I mean it's those kind of moments that make you that make it real I guess because like when you fake it till you make it eventually you kind of realize you're doing it at least that's what it's been like for me like I'll be looking around and I'm like oh wait like I'm pretending to be an entrepreneur and then like there's that little voice in the back of your head it's like wait no bro I mean you're here you you are an entrepreneur like mm-hmm. you gotta do it yeah you know? it, it is really weird mm-hmm. just like I don't I don't get it and it kind of hum, um, humanizes people that are in kind of superstar positions like oh, Elon sure. Musk and mm-hmm. I don't know I'm smoking weed on a podcast <laughs> the Joe Rogan show <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're gonna start smoking no. some joints. <laughs> no mom, no grandma. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> no grandma. Weed on this grandma, we're not smoking joints. <laughs> but Hashtag like, red ribbon week. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. But like, it's kind of weird. You, you just, these are people, you know. They go through oh, the yeah. same things that other people do. And mm-hmm. again, like this, you just write this narrative in this story about how um, successful people are, kind of have superhuman abilities, and no. I think that's kind of what makes life cool and interesting and exciting. But you know, at the same time. The negative, the downside of that is when you look at homeless people or people who have failed, you kind of assume that they are less than, huh. and uh, it's it's just like this bias. And um, I mean, like, but it's, it's opportunity really doesn't discriminate, you know. Right. So whether it's good or bad opportunity, right. so I mean, I look at homeless people the same way I look at like super wealthy people. It's just <coughs> some had circumstances. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, I mean, super wealthy people, most of them, I guess opportunity preparation everything just kind of fell in line i guess Mm -hmm. and the same can be true for homeless people but like it's interesting to see how like i guess luck as you would have it shakes out i kind of think of it a little bit different like i don't know i don't want to get into like fate and like you know what's your astrology sign like all that good (laughs) stuff shout out by the way 
no shout outs. But <laughs> by the way, if you actually are into astrology signs, please enlighten me because I it's been like years and I still don't get it. I heard one explanation of it, and that really? was yeah, mm. that was <laughs> it was really funny because it was like a friend and I sat down with him for lunch and he started spewing mm. this this like thing about how astro- like your sign works and. <laughs> I was just like, dude, you're crazy. He, he was, he was <laughs> telling me like about so crazy. Like, if you question it, <laughs> death threats <laughs> immediately. It's, it's insane. He was telling me how, like, you know, the planets are aligned in a certain way, and how, mm-hmm. how, like, that has minimal impacts on, like, ocean currents, and and so like, it kind of modifies like the the circumstances you're born around, and like there's mm-hmm. like gravitational forces. So, so if you're born in a certain month, like you know, the, the planets are, like, aligned in a certain way. It was so weird. That's and awesome. <laughs> me and, like, this other girl were just like, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> okay, and, uh, okay, well, question. Do you believe in the concept of, like, fate? I don't know. Fate. Or, like, destiny, I guess. Um, I've kind of believed in determinism for a while, but I'm questioning that after a book I read. Okay. I don't, what about you? I, no, I've it's hard. With it. It's hard to... Like, with the concept of, like, with faith coming back into it, too, like... Uh-huh. I feel like certain things just happen. Like, there's no way to explain it other mm-hmm. than, like, this yeah. was meant to happen. Go with it. Mm-hmm. You're good. Like, I mean, again, I'm super corny. So, like, I'm a helpless romantic. Like, with all <laughs> those, like, oh, my gosh, like, love at first sight kind yeah, of, like, yeah, happenings. Yeah. Like, some of those things, you're like, dang it, man. There's no way you can explain how, like, they were at the same airport terminal and he was late for his flight <laughs> and she dropped her donut. And then they, like, dude. picked it up and they looked in each other's eyes and, like, five years later they have a kid named Timmy. And <laughs> he's, like the world's president or something. I don't know, man. But, like, little things like that, I feel like, can't be explained. But at the end of the day, I feel like everyone kind of has a little bit of free will. Like, you can choose whether to, like, fulfill your destiny, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Free will is an interesting question. It's, it's yeah, scary. It is, yeah. I don't, I don't think you can live a successful life if you believe everything is... I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've juggled with this, too. I feel like it's a healthy balance mm-hmm. in both. But, oh, yeah, going back to what you were saying earlier with entrepreneurs, I guess, not being, like, superhumans, there was this interesting quote that I think was from another podcast I was listening to. It was the Megan Batune podcast, Just a Tip. But um, Steve Green, he's a comedian. He came on the podcast, and then he was writing, like, advice, I guess, after he had, like, guest starred on it. And he wrote this interesting thing. He said, no one knows anything, and that's why every, anybody can be everything. Hmm. And I thought that was, like, really, really interesting. Just like, I feel like that's true with college too. Like the one thing I realized very quickly is like adults are just bigger children, mm-hmm. and like no one, absolutely no one has their stuff together. And so, with that said, like there's no reason why anyone can't do anything they really want to because like who's to say you can't? Yeah, this is really interesting. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I saw this at my um, my summer job working as a mm-hmm. software developer because you just kind of assume that professionals and these like business people are Mm -hmm. like exhibit characteristics that are different from college students and I just assume like you just enter this world um you know where where they have qualities that make them business people or you know professionals and uh you know to a certain degree like on on the average it, it it is but then like I'd walk past this guy and he'd be on Facebook or something or he or this guy would be like you know, late to meetings, and so like, you know, they'd exhibit characteristics that I'd see with my peers in college and in oh, high yeah. school, and and then you, it just made me um, me realize, kind of, people are people, and and again, this idea that, you know, things happen, you know, and and you just the circumstances just kind of, you know, define, you know, how people see you, and but at the end of the day, you're just you're a person and it's interesting that's something too like I've talked to friends and they're always like oh I can't do this or I can't do that and the first question is like why like why not and they're like oh because I or I mean some of them want to start maybe not start a business but some of them want to like make something Mm -hmm. for example and then I'm like why and they're like oh I can't buy like the materials I need it's like I mean have you looked you can probably get it done like I remember I wanted to start a shoe company that's cool before t-shirts like shoes a little bit more complex than yeah for shirts. sure you have to buy like the rubber for the insole mm. the cloth for the material and you have to design a good shoe yeah. the materials have to work together you can't yeah. just slap fabric on a sole True. but at the same time people are like dude 
like, if you thought the t-shirt hate was bad, they're like, you're actually insane with this one. Like, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a quick Google search, I could find Chinese manufacturers that will be willing to make rubber soles for me. I could find American manufacturers. They were just more expensive. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you can always find a means to get done what you have in mind. It's just, are you willing to, like, zone out of all of the noise going on and just kind of mm-hmm. be you, I guess, or the most authentic the best version of yourself when i like decided to come to georgia mm-hmm. um people would say to me isn't georgia a party school <laughs> and like that made me think a lot can neither confirm nor deny well what is a part what does that mean what is a party school it, it, is, yeah it's a party i mean every school is a party school every school has parties every, okay, you know it's yeah, like yeah co- people at this age tend to party and and do things collective of this age i don't you know, and so it's it's almost like um, putting Georgia down in a way of that's not fair because, you know, it's not Georgia's fault that it's a party school. I think any mm-hmm. school with lots of people yeah. will have people that go crazier than other people. It's just statistically speaking, mm-hmm. if you have a larger population of people, you're going to have more, <laughs> you know, more outliers that are, like, going crazy and doing stuff that, you know, gets attention. And, and so, I mean, name, name me a big school that's not a party school. You're like... Or like That's doesn't true. doesn't go crazy, UGA and so is a huge school by the way. Yeah, this place is massive. And so like, no, Georgia's not a party school. And it also, even if it was, like that doesn't define me or what I will do or what I do do. You know, it's for sure. Yeah, you it's said like do do. Oh my god, y'all heard it dude, first. This man this said do do. This man's so corny, dude. Get out of here with that corny, <laughs> corny BS. No, but uh, uh, going back to what you said, like. Like, the definite, or what the school is perceived as being reflected on you, I feel like Mm -hmm. that's huge, because even applying to colleges, like, again, going back to that whole conversation of fate, like, the fact that I'm here is a little bit nothing short of a miracle, because, like, UJ was definitely not my first choice of school to go to. I wanted to go to, like, Georgia Tech. Dream school was, like, UChicago or something like that. Really? Cool. Yeah, yeah. But basically, um, UJ was, like, it was January 1st. The application was due. It was, like, 8 p.m. It was due at midnight. And oh. yeah, my friend is like, hey, dude, um, I just finished my UGA application. Can you proofread it for me? And so I read his. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, uh, it's probably a good idea to have like another school just to like that. I, I feel like is a 50 50 that I feel like is pretty solid that I can get into. No and that way. happened to be UGA. And I was like, OK, cool. I'll finish the application. I'll just use one of my other essays and like revise it. Dang. Cranked out that thing in like 45 minutes. Here's wow. the kicker, though. The application fee at the bottom was like 80, no, it's like 75 bucks. Yeah. My mom, she works the night shift. Ooh. She's a trooper. She works like the night shift for her job, or she worked the night shift for a long while. And so she was ready to head out the door because it was like 8, 38, 45 at this point. She literally leaves, and I, ca- like, I finished the application. Like I'm scrambling to finish the application because I know once she leaves, like she has the credit card that I would need to like, do mm-hmm. my application fee. And she leaves, but she left her wallet. On no the counter. way. Yeah. So, like, had she left, I would have been screwed. Probably wouldn't have gone to college. Or I would have been, like, South Carolina. But, wow. like, it was insane. So, little things like that. No way, dude. <laughs> but I don't even know what I was talking about Fate, before. right? Fate. Bit, you believe in the fate? Fate, bro. But, Dang, okay, man. yeah, UGA. Like, I think one of the biggest issues that initially repelled me from UGA was, like, I looked up UGA, Terry School of Business, like, alumni. Like, I wanted to see, like, hey, who am I, like, following in the footsteps of quote unquote and there wasn't really anyone super notable I mean besides Ryan Seacrest or <laughs> if I was trying to do that I mean if you're not playing football yeah. UGA is not going to make you famous or anything like that I mean fame isn't the end goal but yeah. like I didn't see too many people that I like looked up to and then I was kind of scared that if I went to UGA I was just going to like be another mm-hmm. uh, f- another face in like the sea of kids that have just come and gone paid their student debt and then like worked a 9 to 5 and yeah. that was terrifying to yeah. me but I feel like here, just because it's such a big school, again, it goes back to that thing of, like, you can get so many more stories. Mm-hmm. You, can get so ma- you can meet so many more people, learn so many more things. And then even things like this, for example, like, not every place has, like, a studio you can come in and record yeah, a true. podcast. It's actually true. pretty cool. But, yeah. So I definitely feel like the situation doesn't, out- oh, doesn't overpower the person in it. So if you're in any circumstance, if you have the will, you have a way. You know, so that's yeah, definitely that's something I hold on to. For sure. Whew. This mm-hmm. is... That was a good... Yeah. 
That's a good conclusion. Yeah. All right. This is this is probably going to be the end of episode one of the aptly titled Unnamed Podcast. You do a count that again? <laughs> yeah, to count to five, four, three, two, and we're out. Nah. Um, <laughs> Ryan, if you could give one closing piece of advice closing to remarks. listeners. We have probably like one grandma listening. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one of ours copped out. Shout out to grandma. No, <laughs> my grandma's staying through it. <laughs> right, grandma? There's a quiz. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you listen to the whole thing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's yeah. all good. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, like one piece of advice, one closing <laughs> note. Man, I, I don't know. Uh, just reflecting back on what we said, like, like, in a way, we are two college kids talking. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we happen to have a recording device. But like, is that not what every podcast is? And it's, you know... You're, you just we gotta build this narrative, build this story, and I don't know. Uh, a note of positivity. I guess for if you're listening, reflect on kind of the uh, negative storylines you've put out there about other people, and try to be more positive. Um, try to not love. not make conclusions about people because um, you know the world is more positive than than a lot of people think it is, and uh, people are better than you know. People, are, people, people surprise you. People surprise you. But white people still be crazy. All right. All right. All we're right. going <laughs> <Okay. laughs> to close on that. Um, if you're listening to this, you're a real one. Again, I promise these are going to get better with time. Obviously, Ryan and I are kind of novices. We haven't exactly... Well, Ryan's been on many podcasts. <laughs> I haven't. So we're going to have to get used to this. <laughs> but um, this should hopefully be available on Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Oh, really? Cool. If we can get it to work. I think we can get it to work. But it should be available on most podcast streaming platforms. And I don't know if there's going to be a schedule to this. Like, I don't know if we're going to do like weekly episodes or something like that. But look out for the next episode soon. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm very excited. All right. So Five, now, four, four, three, two, <laughs> and we're out. Yeah. <laughs>